Welcome to the Holy Authentic Life Podcast. My name is Bruce. And I'm Tammy. And we're so glad to get to hang out with you today. Yes, we are. We are super excited because we are here to share with you about the hope we have for a vibrant and sustainable life in Christ. Man, this is going to be good. Let's do this thing. So tell me, how was Mother's Day? Oh, Mother's Day was so good. I enjoyed it. I got to spend time with my youngest son and you. We got to go to my favorite lunch place. I got to talk with both of my college sons who are far away, and that was just so good. I got a nice uh, gift from all of you. Thank you very much. Two inflatable kayaks. I've been wanting to get out on the water for so long. And anyway, it's really exciting. It was a good day. Yeah, water's kind of your thing. I love water. In fact, I kind of don't think it's a great place if there's not water there. I am familiar <laughs> with this thought. I mean, if it's a hike and there's water, then yes. I don't know. There's just something about it. That is the redeeming quality. <laughs> Anytime we go on a hike and we have to climb forever, forever yeah. and ever, and yeah. it becomes difficult and it's going over mountains. Yep. The pot of gold at the end of the rainbow is the mountain lake, the mountain lake yep. or the waterfall, the waterfall, all of the above. Yes. And I remember even during that which shall not be named, us going <laughs> out to the Teton River and yeah. just sitting in lawn chairs by the river there. It's so soothing. There's just it's nature, so healing, so mm -hmm. redemptive. So yeah, great, great Mother's Day overall, though. Really enjoyed getting to experience that. It was just a, a good day. It was a great day. Now, how was Mother's Day? <laughs> well, I answered you really how it was, but then there were some things that kind of caught me off guard that mm. happened too. And it's interesting because it was something that I really wasn't expecting. Mm -hmm. I wasn't really prepared for. Isn't that true that when we have some of our best moments out of nowhere, seemingly, something comes to catch us off guard? Yeah. Something that maybe we should have expected, but we weren't expecting. Yeah. And it shows up. So explain that. What happened What <laughs> happened yesterday on Mother's Day? Oh, man. So, you know, on the one hand, everything was so positive. Everything was so good. One thing that I didn't expect, and maybe I should have, and I know better. I know better. Going through social media was a trigger for me yesterday. And it was hard because I guess I'm looking at different friendships from the past and it brings up things that I thought I had worked through. So some old memories. Yeah, just some old things kind of surfaced and I was like, what? What is happening here? Right. This is not uncommon. When we have a day like Mother's Day, it sort of takes us back to experiences even from childhood. Oh, yeah. When we were teenagers, things that went right, things that went wrong. Ways that we handled it well, ways that we failed miserably. <laughs> and that was part of my struggle yesterday. Yesterday. That was part of what I wasn't expecting. Sure. It stirred up old emotions. And hurts. And hurts. Yeah. And brought you back to a place where mm -hmm. you thought, I'd put this in the past. Uh, well, gosh. And isn't it interesting that we can get triggered like that? We think we're so much further down the road in certain areas. And then just something like <laughs> scrolling through your feed can just man, it just surfaces those wounds and the things that you haven't really received healing in. Mm -hmm. 
And the fact that these things catch us off guard is telling. Yeah. So the title of our podcast today, (laughs) What to Expect When You're Not Expecting. Yeah. uh, No connection whatsoever with the old book that you bought when we were about to have Jared, our first child. (laughs) But yeah, totally no connection to that. But the fact that we walk through life Mm -hmm. unprepared for things that our enemy will throw in our path. Yeah. That derail us where we should expect something to be there. We should expect on a day that should be our best day. Yeah. We should expect something to try to rob us. And yet we don't. Yeah. Of the joy. Well, and what was funny is I've been doing a lot of work on just this emotionally healthy like response and some of the things we've shared in some of our other podcasts from Pete Scazzaro and just exploring the iceberg. And so thankfully, I've been doing some of those daily exercises of my emotions. And so as I was triggered by my scrolling in Facebook, I was like, oh, whoa, I, I could, I felt it. It was almost like just this wave of emotion that went through my body. Like I experienced that. And I had to say, what are you doing? And I got off and immediately went to the Lord in prayer and was like, God, help me through this because this is tough. What is going on instead of just continuing to scroll? Yeah. And let's acknowledge that these emotions are real. Oh, yeah. They hurt. Yeah, they're deep. When an old wound Mm -hmm. is brought up from the past, regardless of what it is. Yeah. And honestly, these things can happen when we're so young. We're not adult mature to be able to even think through what's really going on. And most often, some of these things are when many immature young people are together We were kids. Right. All of us. And kids were acting like kids. That's right. And no, not everything was right. Not everything Mm -hmm. was good. But yet, nonetheless, some of us walk away with deep wounds. Actually, probably all of us. All of us (laughs) walk away with deep wounds that we carry with us. And then in these moments when there should be nothing but joy over being blessed by three sons, joy over being blessed by good friendships and what we got to experience at church church yesterday on Mother's Day was fantastic. You know, a good friend of ours put together a tea and lemonade bar with fruit kebabs and things like that for all the ladies in our church to enjoy. It was beautiful. Yes. It was thoughtful. It was wonderful. Adding to the experience of the day and all of these things going really well, then of course... Yeah. Our enemy wants to step in. And we talked about him a little bit last week. And we are not going to hold back when we say that we have this enemy in the world today who wants to steal from us, wants to rob us of joy, Mm -hmm. wants to rob us of a day of celebration. Yeah. Any way that he possibly can. And so things come out of nowhere and they catch us off guard because we didn't even consider the possibility of in a day like Mother's Day, when it should all be celebration, Mm -hmm. where are the potential areas that our enemy can throw things at us? Man, there's just a lot of of those kinds of pitfalls, Mm -hmm. any of those types of things. And I think where I went wrong (laughs) is that I was alone 
which is fine. I mean, you can have some alone time and that's okay. But I took this craving to connect for fellowship onto social media. I was wanting hmm. to connect and see, oh, I wonder what everybody else is doing. And it was an innocent thought, but then it was such a trigger for me. And recognizing that is just stepping away from it and saying, man, that wasn't a, a great choice. It wasn't a great influence and and everything. But what I then, the neat part is I was able to kind of step back away from it. And then this morning in time with God and in prayer, me saying, Lord, help me to surface this. What is it that you want to work in and through? Because I, I recognize, I confess this area that I need healing in. It was just this awareness that I thought I had healed from it and all of a sudden not so much. And so bringing that to the Lord and saying, God, I just invite you into this. I forgive. I bless all of this. And just those steps that he guided me through this morning, which brought healing to that, brought kind of a new awareness to my own journey. Mm -hmm. And it was actually very good, yet it could have been very disruptive and very damaging had I not brought that to the Lord process that with him. This really uncovers the truth that there are tender places in our hearts. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. That need attention. Yeah. And the way that we deal with most of them is to increase the pace of our life such that we don't have long enough to stop and think about it, deal with it. Just pray, pray about it. Yeah. Blow right past it. Leave it right. in the past, right? <laughs> That's what and, we want to do, but it never <laughs> it doesn't work. Right. Never deal with this. Mm -hmm. That opens us up to be surprised. Oh, yeah. Right. Because it's almost like we just wanted to, like you said, ignore it, just live on and move forward. And then our past all of a sudden comes into our present. And we're like, dang, I thought I was further along. I thought I had already dealt with that. I thought that was behind me. And then it just, you get triggered. Mm, I will have to remember who said this and maybe post it at some point uh, later. Yeah. But I remember someone saying, if we don't deal with the things of our past in the present, they will continue to affect our future. Wow. So true. (laughs) So true. So in a moment like this, we were caught off guard. Mm -hmm. We weren't expecting something maybe we should have expected. Yeah. And now it's here. Mm -hmm. So now we deal with it. And you said part of that process for you was taking it to God. Yeah. And praying that through. How did that go for you? Well, painful. (laughs) Lots of tears. (laughs) Lots of Kleenexes. (laughs) That's okay. Yeah. Because not all pain has to destroy us. No. Sometimes it's going through the pain that we get healed. I think of when we were canoeing on the Spring River and I jumped out (laughs) and when I did... You bailed on me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I got the worst of it. (laughs) You did. When I jumped out, my knee hit a rock and it just knocked a gash wide open. Yuck. And of course, wrapped it up and we finished the day and afterward go to the emergency room because it was not going to close up. It was Uh -uh. pretty bad. That was rough. And there is pain that they inflict in the emergency room. (laughs) Oh my gosh. 
gosh. That was so bad. That is necessary pain because it cleans. Right. They had to scrub that. Uh, I nearly wind. passed out. I hadn't it had was, a problem all day. I could deal rough. with the blood. I could deal with the <laughs> cut wide open. I could deal with anything. And then when they basically take the scrub brush and go to town. They were really scrubbing it. They were. That was the pain. That was rough. That was the most difficult, but yet it was necessary in order to clean the wound. Yeah, because they couldn't put the stitches in until they made sure that the whole area was clean. So you get my point. Oh. Some pain is necessary to clean the wound. Yeah, yeah. And when we go through it, we come out better on the other side. We do. And as painful as that was, bringing it to God, it was so good because I was able to be honest Mm -hmm. and and I wasn't hiding and trying to say, okay, God, really, you know, I've forgiven these people. Um, He's like, really? No, not so much. I like what you're saying. And I want to point out that you weren't exposing your wound in an unsafe place. No, no, I wasn't. It was in prayer alone. And then you and I talked. Then I did come and talk with you about it. And it was so good because there's healing in this confession with someone that is trustworthy. Mm -hmm. And you know, that is in scripture throughout. Weep with those who weep. You were listening and it was, you were empathizing with me and you were sharing and also encouraging. And you brought additional healing where I felt like I received forgiveness from God. From you, I felt understood. Mm. I felt heard. I felt supported. And I also felt like validated. This mattered. Mm-hmm. And it was very good for my soul this morning. So what we are trying to say is that when we're dealing with things of the past, when something comes out of nowhere, catches us off guard, maybe we should have expected it Mm -hmm. because we never dealt with it really. We've just moved on with life. All of a sudden it's there and we're trying to deal with it. We need a safe place, which always in our relationship with God, it's a safe place. We can unload everything with him. In fact, he wants us to unload everything with him, to be open and sincere and just talk it through. God is not ever standing over us with that shake of the head. Or surprise. Or surprise (laughs) or anything like that. God instead is always there. I love the image of him just with open arms. Yeah, like the prodigal son coming home. The you know, dad. the dad who's looking and he's running with his arms open and you're just like, ah, oh. oh, just want to feel that embrace. Like, thank you, God. Yes. And so that is such a safe place for us to bring up things of our past. I would encourage you, if you've never done this, it may feel a little awkward at first as you picture in your mind images Emotion kind of stamps images in our brain. So when we have a moment that is super difficult or super joyous, either way, Mm -hmm. that emotion sort of stamps those in our brain. And one of the most healing things that I've learned to do is to bring one of those up on the slideshow of my mind, looking back to this moment where I was hurt. Mm-hmm. And I say, Jesus, where were you? Because I know I was never alone. Where were you? And some of the most healing moments have happened for me when he gives me the ability to see that image with him there. Wow. To know just the assurance that when I was hurt, he didn't like it either. Yeah. And he was there. Yeah. For me to hold on to. And sometimes maybe in that image, maybe he's actually holding me and I don't even realize it. To see that and say, Jesus, help me here. Work through this. 
help me process this. Help me to forgive. Yeah. Because sometimes forgiveness is needed in these hurt moments. Help me to confess. Yeah. Why am I there? Maybe I'm in a hurt moment because I did something that put me in that position. And so I bring all of this to Jesus and I see him there and we begin to work through it. And then, like you said, having another person or maybe it's a group of friends that you can pray with. Mm-hmm. Again, safe yeah, place. Right. Not all places are safe. Not all people are safe to <laughs> well, bring it to. You and, have to And you be, know that. Be wise, yeah. I, right. Mm-hmm. You know who you can talk to. Absolutely. You know that you have people in your life because you've laid the groundwork prior to now mm-hmm. to develop friendships yeah. where you can be open. And these friendships are rooted in faith. Mm-hmm. We can confess our sins to one another mm-hmm. and get support, not judgment. That's that's the key right there. Mm-hmm. Is that we are we're loved, we're we're secure, <laughs> we're not worried. We can come honestly and openly and share that. Mm-hmm. There is healing there. Mm-hmm. There really is. And so with that that I wasn't expecting, it brought up a really good way for us to process and we wanted to share it today because this was very healing for me. Yeah, I can't help but be reminded of scripture when Jesus was teaching his disciples disciples and large crowd was following him. And he was basically saying, if you want to follow me, you have to deny yourself, take up your cross and follow me. In that take up your cross phrase, people have interpreted all different sorts of ways. And in Luke, he sort of carries on that conversation a little further. And he's like, don't begin something until you count the cost. And he tells a story of someone who was building a house and didn't consider the cost. And so they get the project started with what money they had, and they only get the foundation laid. And then they have nothing else to build the house on and people are laughing at them and everything else and Jesus is like this is not a situation you want to be in in other words you don't want to be caught off guard because you weren't prepared yeah for what this project would really cost you right why do we have this tendency to not consider the cost or to be caught off guard and how do we deal with this so i think that you know i struggle with living in the disney tower A lot, like the Cinderella castle. You have been accused, (laughs) not not by me, no, as a loving husband. I would not so accuse you of such things, but I do know people. I do. I have a a great friend who loves to tell me, hey, Tammy, come out of the castle. This isn't reality. Like, she just loves to say that to me. And on one hand, I like to think of that as reframing or seeing the positives. And you are wonderful (laughs) at that. And I will say that is a good trait to have, to be able to focus on the positive and not on the negative is wonderful. Right. And so that's one thing. But it becomes mm-hmm. something else when it sort of clouds our vision and we yeah. we then don't see things coming that we really should be prepared for. Right. And it's not like switching from only focusing on the good to all the bad. I mean, all the bad is a CBT thing that I work with clients on. And that's a problem. So you don't want to like jump into that type of distorted thinking. And I have a book that talks about that and their little ants, really great. And ants stand for automatic negative thoughts. And they are literal little ants in the book because our hero is an anteater, Captain Snout. And this 
is a great book to teach kids and adults on just the power of our thoughts and what are we thinking. And it's by Dr. Daniel Amen, and I really recommend that. And so when I'm talking about these things, it's like, I don't want to shift into only seeing the bad. That's not what we're talking about. But we are talking about having an approach that is wise and that considers, oh, I have a trigger in this area. Maybe I shouldn't scroll through my social media next Mother's Day so that I'm learning and I'm not continuing to fall into those traps year after year or day after day. That's what we're talking about. Yes. Recognizing where in our lives we can be triggered. Yeah. Recognizing that we do have an enemy. Yeah. And he is active. Mm -hmm. All of those things help us in a moment to not be caught off guard. Don't take the bait. And that's the thing that we're trying to help is just recognizing these different areas where we do want to live like snake birds, harmless as doves and wise as serpents. And so we want to have that type of perspective on life and on the different things we experience. Being caught off guard is the worst. Yeah. When you don't expect something, it does more damage than when you do. Yeah. When you're at the ocean and you're standing in the waves and you're facing the waves and you see it coming and you're standing firm footed, doesn't affect you that much. But we've all watched the videos of people with their backs, backs to, to the, the waves ocean. Yeah. and it just destroys them. <laughs> and it's funny to watch when yeah. it happens in real life. Not so funny. It's not funny to watch because it hurts worse. Yeah. And being caught off guard can send us in a downward spiral in such a way that lasts a whole lot longer than we would expect it to. Right. I, I never like it when I get into kind of feeling under it, if you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying, where you're ruminating on those things. And I think in past years, I might have even stayed on Facebook longer, scrolling through my feed, looking at those things that were triggering, and then just letting my mind just stay on that for days. I know it's true for me. Yeah. That when something hits me and my mind gets switched into negative mode and I'm frustrated with myself, I'm frustrated with people around me, I have a tendency to stay there. And it takes something pretty dramatic in my relationship with God or some breakthrough to really pull me out of it. Yeah. Those things happen. I get in those modes most often after being caught off guard with something. Yeah. Wow. And it's so hard. I know a lot of times that I want to help you in those moments. Oh, and I do not want to be helped. <laughs> and you do not. And so I've learned to not, like, init- do not engage. Like, <laughs> right. step away. Give him some breathing room. Yeah, like, I've I really <laughs> am embarrassed at who I become in those moments. And to most of the world, it's hidden. Unfortunately to you, nothing <laughs> is hidden. And so you have to... <laughs> deal with that more. Oh, well, and thankfully I'm learning like how to help you. I'm learning what are the things that you need from me and more than anything, I'm learning just to listen. Right. To be mm-hmm. present. Most to... of the time what I need is to go sit on a mountain somewhere. <laughs> away oh, gosh. from everything. Right. Yeah. To clear the mechanism and breathe in clean air. Uh-huh. <laughs> and 
really connect with God is what I'm saying. Yes. That's what I need. It's so helpful. It is. And I think this is good that we are processing these things. We know that it's never a finished thing. I'm never just there. It's just a constant growth. God is working with us that we're working with him. And then we have safe people that are also helping us work through these things. I like that you use the word growth. Yeah. Because I'm not where I was 10 years ago. I'm not where I was two years ago. Hopefully I'm not where I was last week. (laughs) So I'm growing. Yeah. And every time we walk with God through something like this, when we open up and we are able to share in safe places with good friends, pray together through things, we grow. And the next time, two things I hope happen. I'm better prepared. There. And I come out of it quicker. Yes. But I hope we're not caught off guard. Mm, We know. Like, oh, I'm aware. This was a thing. I'm not going to fall in that same pit and do the same thing again and again and again. Yes. We just had Mother's Day. And we weren't prepared for I wasn't prepared. something happening. <laughs> Father's Day's right around oh, the corner. Oh wow. Here's a day of celebration of goodness. How can I keep my eyes open and enjoy this moment? And at the same time, I'm like the warrior that still has my sword. I go into this <laughs> yeah. ready for the fight that's coming. Mm-hmm. Not just simply laying down my arms and celebrating a moment and then the enemy attack comes or yeah. the truth trigger hits or just out of nowhere, someone shows up I didn't expect, someone from my past, that it was awkward, it was weird, and now I'm experiencing emotions I haven't felt in 30 years. Man. How can we build on the foundation of Christ? Yeah, I love that. In such a way that we are prepared, that we, as the Bible says, stay alert, stay awake, that we're ready in season and out of season, that our arm is on at all times. Our eyes are open and we can see. Our ears are open and we can hear. Yeah. That's the alert level that we need as we Mm. go through life. The beauty of it is this doesn't mean you don't get to relax and have fun. No. In fact, it preserves your relaxation. Yeah. By being on this level of alertness. Yeah. As you're talking about building that foundation, I'm thinking, obviously, of the parable of the two houses. One was built on sand, one built on the rock. The waves come and they beat on both houses. It's not like the storms are just hitting the house on sand. Right. The the storms come to all of us, and I want to be ready, Mm -hmm. and I want my foundation to be firm so that when the storms come, I can stand firm in Christ. Yes. So what are the keys to being ready? Obviously, our relationship with God is important. The time we spend with Him daily, knowing His Word. Yes. Disciplines of memorizing Scripture that I used to do extremely well and then had a long season of, I have my Bible. I can look (laughs) things up. And then it's like, no. Yeah. Having it there, reading more of scripture, getting the whole Bible into my heart and in my life. I think about that discipline. You know, at one time we didn't brush our teeth. If you think about it, when you were a baby, you you really didn't. I was was thinking like over the last couple of months, I know I've missed a time or two and and, and all this. (laughs) No, like it was a thing when, that's funny. But when, when we were little, it was our parents' job and they trained us to brush our teeth and all of that. 
and it over time has just become kind of a discipline. It's a habit. I don't even think about it, but I do it faithfully. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so, so is the same of, of scripture reading and prayer and some of the disciplines that we do as Christians that they come and they grow over time to where we have that foundation laid. We continue to walk in those things and those give us that depth and that trust in God that we have the verses, we have the scriptures in our mind that in that moment of testing, mm-hmm. we can like have that right there to remember to find peace in that. Another way that we have to prepare, which you talk to me all the time about, is something that is very much a part of your ministry as a counselor, and that is helping people know themselves. Mm, Yeah. When you say that, it's knowing what are your strengths? What are the gifts? What are the ways that God has made you? Who has he made you to be? And just knowing that is such a big part of living out the calling that he has on your life. One of the things that we both try to do as we minister to others is helping people to see who they are in In Christ. Christ. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There are ways that God has created you and your yeah. personality shaped you uniquely. And I love it when you are living out of that place that is the truest self, who God created you to be. When you're believing yeah. what he says about, about you, you. Mm-hmm. that you are this new creation. That's so good. You're not condemned to live in a life of shame and guilt forever Mm -hmm. or anything because the work that Jesus did. It's complete. It's full. It's complete. (laughs) We are holy and blameless in God's sight. We stand before him without a single fault. That's who we are in Christ. And it's a beautiful thing. It's wonderful. The other thing that you help people do as they're identifying who they are yeah, is you help them look at their past. And that's such a huge part. And I love the way Neil T. Anderson connects discipleship and Christian counseling. He basically says they're sort of inseparable, that you have to, when you're dealing with the counseling aspect, you're sort of dealing with the past of a person's life because their past has shaped who they are presently. And then the discipleship is who God says they are and what they were made to do, the good works. And so you're bringing those two concepts together. And I really love that. Not only are we dealing with the past to correct any negative thinking or faulty thinking, but also with just identity, who people are in God's image, because so much of what we learned in the past wasn't based in scripture. And it was a lot of hurt or pain or trauma or abuse, a lot of things that shouldn't have been and that impact who we are today in a lot of ways. And so aligning that with God's word and getting that truth down into people's hearts and minds is so important. It is. And I think knowing that there's a huge part of our past that was not something that we created. It might have been something we were born into. There might be influences that were negative in our life. It can be anything. Yeah. Literally lots of experiences that we went through which were not by our choosing, and yet we were exposed to them. Yeah. Then there are things in our past that are the result of choices that we made. Mm -hmm. And so we have to deal with that too. Yeah. But you know what? Both of them are in our past, and God helps us be healed from them. Yes. So that our past doesn't influence our present nor our future. Yeah. Knowing these are tender places in our heart. Mm -hmm. We're not standing with our backs to the waves. Yeah we can stand more firmly. Yeah, we kind of plant our feet. Building on the foundational relationship that we have with the God who created us. We know his word. We know what he says about us. We know ourselves. 
who we are, what our tendencies are, what is our personality. I am not a huge fan of all the personality tests, Enneagram stuff. Oh, I know, and I love them. I know you do, (laughs) but... The reason I'm not the hugest fan is because I see a lot of people who latch on to a number Mm -hmm. or a set of letters and all of a sudden that becomes their identity. They let what a personality test says determine who they are. I see. I get your point. We are who God made us to be. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Our past is a starting point from which we grow into everything we've been created to be. And that's where we want to be. We want to be mindful of the triggers and the past and the pain and bring that to him, get healing from it so that we can live our best life. That's what we're wanting. We want that vibrant, sustainable life. And vibrant and sustainable has to be fought for. I mean, you, you can't just be passive. You can't just sit back and expect it to come to you. You have to have an active role in it. Pursuing, fighting for that vibrant life. Hard things are going to come. Yeah, Jesus told us that. We are in a world at war. I mean, that's the thing. Peter Mm -hmm. said, the enemy is like a lion ready to devour us. Yeah, Jesus said the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Right. He said, I'm sending you out as sheep among wolves. Wow. So all of this is true, but that doesn't mean that we're just destined to be destroyed, consumed. No, no. That's not the point. (laughs) The point of all the warning is so that we would be on guard and we would be ready. Mm -hmm. In the book of Ephesians, when Paul is talking about his armor, he bookends it with two ideas. One, the first idea is recognizing our enemy and standing strong, standing firm. The idea of planting ourselves and we're not going backwards. We're not going to let things push us back. Thus, we put on our armor. The other end of this part of where he talks about the armor of God, he says, after we put all this on, pray in the spirit at all times and on every occasion. Stay alert. Be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. This is how we not only fight the battle for ourselves, but we fight it with one another, locking shields, so to speak, praying for each other that we can experience the life God has for us, that we can stand more firmly together, locked together in this battle for the life God has for us. That is the key to a vibrant and sustainable life in Christ.